You guys, I want to introduce to you my skincare expert, Natalia Castile. Everyone wants to know how in the world do I have the most gorgeous, beautiful skin? Yeah, thank you very much. I know. And it is because of her. Natalia Castile is my go-to skincare specialist. She takes care of me. And I'm telling you, you guys will love her. You will find her at the ACPS. It is the Aesthetic Center for Plastic Surgery. And if you really, really want to know more about them, you can visit them at their website, ACPS Plastic Surgery. It is a med spa that I love to go to. It's so easy just calling in and say, I need to set up an appointment for my facial with Natalia. And they take care of me immediately, in and out. They take care of skin rejuvenation. They do something called derma infusion. They do cool sculpting. And Natalia does all of that. She's also taking care of my laser needs. Like she does laser reduction for me. And I swear to you, people say, oh, it's painful. She makes it so painless. Love, love, love her. So if you need to find out more about how you can get great skin, follow her at her Instagram, Natalia Castile, at Natalia Castile. You will not regret it. I will give you guys all the details and she will take care of you. I promise you she will do a great job for your skin. You will not regret it and you will have the best skin of 2022. Vibes by Alicia podcast. We are in season seven. We are so excited to share with you all of the new things that are coming. We have a community of listeners. We have a community of travelers coming along, people who are interested in business, lifestyle, and fashion. All of those things we are here to talk about. And today, the topic for today is travel. And the topic particularly that we're um, going to be reaching out to talk about today is the travel restrictions. We're going to be talking about the removal of the mask mandate. We're going to be talking about whether or not there's going to be uh, a need for a vaccine passport, for example. And then the, the expected travel um, limitations or, I guess, restrictions in other countries. For example, in Europe, they're very different from America. So we're going to talk about those things today. I hope you all get some good information. We really do like um, giving you all as much education and information that we can, especially since we do love to travel. A lot of times we really don't like the restrictions. And for us, for Rusk and myself, who's here today, hello, we definitely are excited that there's no more mask mandate on the planes. So as of April 19th, the U.S. will no longer enforce mask mandate on airplanes, trains after the court ruling. The Biden administration will no longer enforce a U.S mask mandate on public transportation after a federal judge in Florida on Monday ruled that the 14-month-old directive was unlawful, overturning a key White House effort to reduce the spread of COVID. I mean, we get it. We're vaccinated. We yes. have our vaccine card. But I think the, um, the mask mandate on the plane was just... Well, it's just, it's just not consistent. Annoying with, to me. It's just, yeah, it's absolutely it was annoying. One, they tell you that when you get on the plane that 99% of the air is recirculated every two or three minutes. 
sophisticated HEPA filters. But there are other situations in society where masks are not required in mass gatherings, particularly at sporting events or music concerts. And it's just, it's just not consistent across the board. And so you don't really know when you're supposed to wear a mask, when you're not supposed to wear a mask. And I don't think most people are even wearing them correctly. They're not even wearing them correctly. And it's not yeah. really, and what, we, what we've learned over the last two years is that the masks weren't as effective as originally thought. So what I want to know is from you listeners, are you all excited that the mask mandate on the planes is gone? We, we've been traveling. When we traveled since, 20, since they opened traveling back up in 2020, we were one of those people that were on those airplanes, literally almost empty right. sometimes because, right. you know, a lot of people weren't traveling, but we were out. We, were, we needed to go. And I remember, I remember feeling safe, feeling good back in 2020, but now in 2022, it just feels silly to be wearing it. It does. And, and it's like what I had mentioned before. It's you go to a sporting event and the player, the coaches have masks, but the players don't. The people standing behind, people stand, the fans standing behind the coaches don't have masks. It's just not a consistent, you know, it's who, who should wear a mask and who shouldn't wear a mask. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like it's a joke now. Nobody should be taking it seriously. You know, from what I've read, a lot of the, uh, the flight attendants are happy. Yeah, that of course they're, yeah, I don't blame them. They have, they have a stressful job to begin with in a very kind of not very friendly environment. And then on top of that, you get frustrated people that just think, you know, one, you know, you have, they're political. Some of it, they just think their liberties are being oppressed. And the others are just tired of wearing masks. They have a hard time breathing. It's uncomfortable. It's not fun. And I think we're in the second category. I yeah, think we, we're, we don't feel like we're being oppressed or that our no. liberties are being taken. I think it's just uncomfortable it's for just us. Uncomfortable. You, can't, you can't breathe on and the you plane. Can't, yeah. And they keep tapping you on the shoulder to put it above your nose and you t- passed out on the flight and they wake you up. And it's just, you know. you know, and a lot of people were arguing and fighting over them. It was just kind of silly right. just to kind of keep them going. Another thing that's happening this summer and a trend that's um, coming up is maybe something like having a travel passport and a, and a vaccine passport. Right. So what do you think about that? Do you think vaccine passports will be something that's going to be in the future? That, 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 that cannot come fast enough. I mean, we do we do have the little COVID cards. Yeah, we do there's take something them. more official to where, I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later, where you don't have to get a COVID test to come back to the United States mm-hmm. or really travel anywhere for that matter. But I know that's country for country and other countries have different healthcare resources and availabilities. Uh, uh, you know, in the case that COVID was to kind of uh, take a resurgence in their country. But in the United States, if you're vaccinated and you got a booster shot, you know, in Europe, they're doing the vaccine cards vaccine passports. If you're a European citizen and you're traveling to Paris or to London back home, you're not required to get a COVID test. And I don't understand why in a similar country, or in, in this case, similar continent, with the same industrial, economic know-how and, uh, um, you know, healthcare abilities that it's okay for one and not okay for the other. It's really frustrating. So the other thing that I wanted to mention was that, you know, the United States is also only requiring that you have 24 hours before getting a COVID test. So usually they say, what, 24 to 48 hours before traveling, before coming back into the U.S. to have a COVID test. And we've been to several places where we've had to take a COVID test at the hotel. It has to come back negative before we can, you know, actually head to the airport. Yeah, we actually. That's been a few times that we've had that yeah. happen to us. The other thing, it's frustrating. We had just come back from the Azores, yeah, and, we, and this was on the way there. And 
in the Azores, it required a COVID test. And it said it on the airline was sending you emails, the hotels were sending you emails. They, they all referred you to the government website in the Azores, and it says you must have a COVID test. But we got COVID tests when we came, before we had departed to the Azores. Nobody checked in Houston. Nobody checked in Boston where our, we had a change of planes. And nobody checked in customs or immigration in the Azores. We spent $119 per test, and there was no... Was no, there was no, uh, nobody was checking to see if you were getting, uh, actually getting the test. So coming back, we knew that we needed a test coming back to the United States, but you know it's it's one of those things where you just kind of paid money to have a test done, and now you're thinking you're a U.S. citizen, you have the vaccines, you have the booster shot, you've done everything society has asked you to do, and then you have to get a COVID test to come back. So we didn't get a COVID test when we were out there in the Azores. So when we were boarding the plane, uh, the gate agent says, where's your COVID test? So I just decided to show the COVID test that we had taken out here. And she goes, no, you got to have one coming back. And luckily for us, the airport had a COVID test at the airport. So we got one done real quick. It was a 15, 20-minute turnaround. But nonetheless, it's still kind of rules aren't consistent. Uh, it's almost like who you get at the gate, who wants to check, who doesn't want to look. It's what, it's what day of the week it is. So that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of people aren't traveling is because right. they don't want to exactly. risk the idea that they have to stay in that country any longer. Right. Uh, I think one of my friends, Katya, said it took her 14 days until right. they were able to get her a, a, a negative test for her to get back from Brazil right. to, to the United States. So that's a risk that you're taking, basically. And that's a risk that we take every single time we travel because if there's a risk that we're positive, we can't board the plane. Right. And that means that we have to stay behind and we have to wait until we get a negative before we can board the plane. And that yes. means you have to rearrange hotel. That means you have to rearrange flight schedules. Right. Um, we have our kids at home, yeah. so we have to rearrange babysitting for them or maybe not babysitting, but, but for some, um, for some, for parents, some people and some right. parents. Yeah, if, they're, if kids, their kids right. are still here. What's going to happen to that? Their school activities, all of those things have to be rescheduled. So it really is a risk when you're traveling that you don't get a, a, a positive test getting back into the U.S. And that's, that's a detriment. And I think that's one but of the reasons why some people won't travel. It's, it's, why, it's why the travel industry in general hasn't rebounded to the level it was pre-pandemic. Is those inconveniences and also the risks that are associated with traveling with COVID. Travel, different lobbying organizations and travel associations and the airlines have been lobbying hard to have those restrictions removed. But the science is kind of now proving that it's not really in those confined environments that COVID was really spreading. So, yeah, I don't know. That's that stuff's always it's always a fluid situation. Find out ten years down the road that none of that stuff was accurate, and we actually know less than we think we know. So, I want to know from you all too. I mean, are you all excited about the um, the lifting of the mask mandate and the COVID and uh, test? I think that's probably the next thing that's going to go. I think that's the. It, I really believe that's going to be the thing that goes because they keep asking you if you're vaccinated. And the other thing I wanted to talk about: Have you all encountered um, trips where you can't go into a restaurant without showing your vaccine card? We have that happening oh, all, here all the, all the time. It was it was the most in Canada. In was Canada, right? The, the most, Whistler. but it wasn't consistent there either. Some some of them wanted to see, you know, they were they wanted details of your vaccine cards, the date and the time, and some of the hostess or the restaurant manager simply just looked at his skin. So, you know, it's a matter of enforcement, but it's got to have it. Unfortunately, 
And I don't mind as long as you got vaccinated. I think that you should have a little more liberties than the folks that haven't been vaccinated in terms of traveling, especially when going on a plane and coming back to the United States or traveling to another country. So let me ask you this, Rusko. I know that you like to plan ahead for your summer travels. Do you? How far ahead do you recommend that people start planning for like a summer vacation? Well, it depends on where you want to go. The more exotic place you want to go, the ones in the peak season. You know, for example, we were looking at going into Bora Bora over June and July, and just it's not looking good out there. A lot of uh, a lot of availability is, and this is their winter, and. A lot of availability is kind of scarce in the planes. The seats weren't very good. You know, there's limited flights. The hotels are all they were. Most of them were booked. But you know, you could probably go to somewhere like the Grand Cayman from Houston nonstop. It's one of the more recent destinations that have popped up besides Puerto Rico and the Dominican, and I think it's Aruba or Antigua, one of those two. And uh, how should they go about booking? You can, you can just. I mean, you can you can probably do that. I recommend usually three weeks ahead of time. Okay. No less than three, because they airlines typically do 21, 14, and seven-day and less than seven-day fares. So if you book two months ahead of time, you're probably not getting a much better deal than booking 21 days ahead of time. If you book within 21 days, then typically the price goes up. Their, their fares are adjusted to how many days you're going, uh, how many days you're going in advance. It all, it all depends on where you want to go. I mean, there's some destinations you really got to plan, you know, months ahead of time, and there's some destinations that you can hop on a plane depending on what your budget is, and you can probably find something like going to Cabo or to go into Cancun. You'll find plenty of availability anywhere, just about any weekend. Yeah, I think so, Mexico's probably one of right. the easiest places to travel right. to so during these times. You could probably times. do that within seven days if you don't like anything extra for not buying an advance purchase ticket. Punta Cana, República Dominicana, right. has also made a very easy... But, I, but United yeah. Airlines is not completely fully uh, rebounded to all Caribbean and Gulf of Mexico destinations was there's only four or five now that I had mentioned that I had seen the other day. They have not, they have not returned uh, to a lot of the far eastern and southeastern Caribbean islands like they used to in the past. That'll probably take some time. As, and the really, the only, the, really the only path to getting to those places is lessening of the COVID restrictions across the board, going mm-hmm. to and coming from. Right. Once people kind of become comfortable with that and realize that, Risks are no longer uh, being pushed down you know, travelers' throats. You get a positive test out there that you can't come back. Then. But that's going to take some time. I don't think that I don't think that'll be this year. My friends, I want to introduce to you the Vanguard Agency. They are fit for Texas. They are in the business of helping people to save money. For all of insurance needs, the Vanguard Agency cannot wait to work with you. Get a quote for your home, get a quote for your auto, a quote for your business and restaurant. They are ready to shop your insurance policies with top-rated insurance companies. Go see my friend Humberto Garcia. He's been in the business a long time and makes an effort to make your insurance policy needs as seamless as possible for all of you. Tell him you heard about them here when you call him at 281-453-8770. They speak Spanish, and I know they will take care of you. Friends, I must tell you, I know the place to go if you need house audio, TV installation, security monitoring. I am telling you, these people are so, so good that I cannot wait to share them with you. AVS Concepts is the place to get all 
of these things taken care of. They're the experts in audio video. If you are entertaining and you need music, call them. If you just purchased a new house and you want to have security, you've got to call them. They are the best at all of this for you. I am so excited to share them with you. They are new sponsors for the podcast. You will not not regret having them in your house. They can put anything up and create the most amazing surround sound. I am telling you, when I watch my movies, I like to watch them with surround sound. And thanks to AVS Concepts, I can do that. Follow them at their Instagram account, AVSC underscore HTX, or you can also find them at their website, avcschouston.com, and tell them that Alicia from Bias by Alicia sent you, and they will take care of you, I promise you. You know, and I wonder if there's people who we're not even deterred by all of these restrictions like we were like oh. we weren't we weren't deterred to travel by all the restrictions yeah. we just found them to be you know time consuming and a little bit of a burden yeah. but something that we were willing to do and to take on because we wanted to travel we wanted to travel and there was nothing else for us to do yeah. the world kind of shut down and we had to get out of our that's kind of who we are but you know that's not that's not everybody other people you know they hunker down and they had a different outlook and perspective and mm-hmm. a different tolerance, a level of tolerance for, you know, the pandemic. So it, it's not, there's not a right or wrong. It's yeah, what you it's based on what you want. And I think right. the other thing that we talked about this morning or the, the other day when we were talking about the mass mandate, I remember telling you, I said, if it's, if it's something you want to keep doing and you yeah. know, it makes you happy and feel safer right. and more comfortable yeah. to wear the mask, then do it. It yeah. should be up to you. It should be what you want to do. If I don't feel comfortable wearing it and I really don't want to wear it, then I don't have to. I really shouldn't have to. Um, But again, it's personal preference. You you still see uh, people walking to the grocery store, to a convenience store with the mask on, and you still see uh, drivers with masks on in their cars. Yeah. Walking, so it's all... There's no shame behind that. There's no shame behind that. At all whatsoever. But if you all have any questions for us and want to know a little bit more about uh, all of these travel restrictions that we faced, I will tell you we have definitely faced them all. We were in Brazil when COVID happened. Yes. And we were literally, I think, uh, we cut our, our trip short we, by yeah. two or three days. Yeah, I two think. or three days yeah. because flights started canceling. Canceling flights. From other South American destinations, Argentina, Colombia, Peru. I was kind of keeping an eye on it from Chile. And one flight after another on United Airlines and American through Miami was being chopped off the uh off the radar, so it's uh, we were thought we were next, and we didn't want to get stuck out there because they were, you know, you were hearing, you were hearing stuff in on the news that let's prepare to hunker down. The president was calling everybody back to the country back then, and so yeah. we got on a plane. And, you know, we weren't unrealistic about it. We weren't, you know, to the point where we were reckless. We decided that we can always come back to Brazil another day. That's right. I think that's the the, the key in this segment is that. You take these travel restrictions, you take these mandates, whatever, if it's the mask, if it's the COVID test, if it's the vaccination card, if it's whatever, whatever it is and how it applies to you and your lifestyle and what you are willing to put up with and the things that you're not willing to put up with. And if you feel like, you know, this whole COVID test is just a scam, then don't take the COVID test and don't go anywhere if you feel like it's not for you and it's not something you want to do. I think the important thing that we want to stress in this is that you make that decision for yourself and you make it for your family and you decide whether you are going to take the risk Absolutely. and go right. or not take the risk and not right. go anywhere and, 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 and see what happens, yeah. basically. And I think that's what we've done ourselves. We've taken the risk. We said, okay, this is what we are willing to live with. 
and not live with. Um, thankfully, you know, we've been safe this whole time since we started traveling again in 2020. They literally opened in June and we were on a plane in June of 2020. So I can tell you that we do have experience on all of those um, restrictions, those, those, those COVID cards, those uh, vaccination cards, those masks. I, we've gone through them and we've gone through them in different countries also. Right. Every country has its own rules. Yeah. And don't be surprised if you are required to pay for a PCR or antigen test back home. And so not, can you talk about the test that we take? Because people ask us what, which well, ones we take. the majority of the test that has been required is the PCR test. The more it's the poly, I don't remember the entire medical name for the test, but it's, it's the more thorough of the two tests. The antigen test, from my understanding, is that it just tests for antibodies if you've had COVID in the past. That kind of gives you a green light that the chances of you having COVID again is not likely because science kind of tells us the antibodies are kind of are a better uh, protective preventative measure than a vaccine is. I'm not 100 percent sure. That's what I've read. Not a doctor. Right. Take my word for it. Do yeah. Your own research. So consult your doctor. Consult your doctor. But the PCR test is the one that actually determines if you are positive or negative with COVID at that particular moment in time. And those are the ones that private organizations, private companies are charging for. I've seen them as cheap as $99 and as high as $150, $160. Usually use ADLHealth.com and that's through United Airlines. They give you a, a discount for $119. Regular price is $159. I think I saw it at $169 at some point. And uh, if you book your airline tickets and if you use United Airlines, there's a link that through ADL Health and they'll, it's, a real, it's a real simple process a login information and you uh, purchase the test they'll ship it to wherever you want to ship to literally overnight and then you want to ship it back within 72 hours of your flight but don't ship it back for 72 hours or don't activate the account activate the test online until it's within 72 hours of your departure time so if you are leaving let's say Houston to Paris and your flight leaves at 4 p.m. in the afternoon don't activate at 3 o'clock in the afternoon outside of those 72 hours, activate it within four o'clock. So that means you ship it back the same day that you're activating it. They usually get it the next day. You get your results back in four or five hours in the afternoon. It always arrives in their office before 10 a.m. of the following day. It's always next day air. And they upload it to the web. To right. The They'll app. send you an email, and okay. then you have to upload it to your United app. But even if you don't use the United app and you're doing the old-fashioned boarding pass, printing it on a printer, and taking it to the airport. And you just do the same thing. You print out your results and just take that with you, too, with the boarding pass. In closing, I think, um, again, I just want to reinforce that it is a personal decision. It's up to you whether you want to keep wearing the mask, you want to wear it. Uh, we, you know, the, the beauty of this country is that we have that choice in, yeah. that, in that sense that, right. you know, um, if you want to get on a plane and it's not mandated, but you still want to keep wearing your mask, you should most definitely do it. If you're compromised by some you know, reason that you have a medical uh, issue, please use it. I know that my parents just went on a, on a cruise and right. they're both older. They're in their 70s. So definitely their masks are super important. I think for anybody and for everyone, if you want to keep yourself safe, just right. do it and just use it. Um, but don't shame anyone who doesn't do it, and don't shame them for doing it. I think it's really right. sad if you if you take it upon yourself to shame anybody and make them feel like shit for just you know wanting to do what makes them feel better right. and more comfortable. I think the the key and the one thing that we love about travel is because 
It is an adventure. It is fun. It yep. is new. You're yes. going somewhere interesting, somewhere different, you're, something. And you're learning. And you're learning. Right. And so the idea that you're going and you're scared and you're afraid, it shouldn't be that way. No, Don't travel scared. Don't no. travel afraid of anything. The whole point of traveling is to explore and to yes. see something new and to feel excited about something. I think it's worth the risk, but I just want to add that I actually hope that they don't take the sanitation wipes off the planes. I actually like those sanitation oh, wipes. Oh, that's a good point. Because yeah. I think those are those wipes, if you wipe down your tray table in front of you or you wipe down your armrest or the seat in front of you, I think there's a greater likelihood of you not getting COVID by doing that and having... Uh, then the mask, then the masks can do for you in terms of preventing yeah, the the, the wipes. right because the, I I you know the you know, engineers aircraft aeronautical engineers have come out that the air does recirculate itself. They do have intense filters on these planes. They've had them actually before right. COVID. Um, so I don't think that's ever the case. I think most of the time when you do get a cold or a flu from the plane is because you touch something and then you touch yourself afterwards. Yeah, and I think that's where you get most of the germs. And I remember when I was in the I was remember in the auto repair business, I had a cold many years ago and I had a doctor had walk in there and he gave me the most basic common sense advice that your mom and dad used to tell you when you were a kid. He says, Wash your hands all day long because you're shaking hands all day long. And it's it's the chance of somebody sneezing on you and you getting sick is not likely because most people are respective and they look away from you and they sneeze or they sneeze into their arm. Not that that's hundred percent proof, but you know, it nothing is hundred percent proof. Right. But I think the fact that when you shake somebody's hands and you inadvertently or subconsciously touch your nose or your mouth or you grab your cup or something like that and then you drink, I think that's a, that's a greater likelihood. So I hope the sanitation wipes stay on the plane. And if anything, we can buy one sanitation wipes right. and take them with us. Yeah, of course, that too. It's one of those right. things that you, you learn to pack in. Yeah. I think one of the things that we've learned to pack is a sanitizer. Right. So those are things that you can definitely take on yeah. with you as, a, as you do a little travel pack. I agree because I think that's the best way to prevent so everyone, I'm really excited that you are here. Season seven, it's a little bit different. It's a new format. We are excited to come and share just a little bit of, of a few changes. Some episodes will be longer than others. Some will be shorter. Some will be um, filled with an interview or conversation. Some will be more informational. It's just we are trying to adapt to different uh, needs and wants from everyone. And we're in a new studio, by the way. If, if you are online, go to my website or go to um, Advice by Alicia on my Instagram, and you will see that we are in a new studio. We just built our own studio, and it's amazing. It's beautiful. I love it. And then you can also let us know if you're open to, you know, creating community with us. If you want to take one of the classes or if you want to create content with us, those are three things that we're doing and it's new and it's fresh and it's amazing. And so thank you for being here today, Ross. I really love having you. And thank you for bringing the wine like you always <laughs> do. What did you bring for us today? Oh you didn't tell God. us what you brought I, yeah, for us. I forgot. I brought a 2018 Riesling. This is actually a wine that Thomas Jefferson drank. Oh, really? When he had visited Europe oh. in the 1780s on his trip to, as a Secretary of State, uh, when he went to, when he, uh, as Secretary of State, when he went and visited France, and there's this whole wine tour that he had taken across the entire western, southern seaboard of France, you know, which is mostly Bordeaux, which is uh, south of France wine region, up to Burgundy, made it all the way up to Assas, which is northeast France, into German wine country. And I think he may have even ventured off a little bit into Austria. I may be wrong about that, but I know he went to Alsace, and then in 
actually bought in false. And so he was not only a lover of French wine, but mm-hmm. he was also a lover of German white wine. Wow. So today what we brought was a 2018 yeah, Schloss Johannesburg. And it's a VDP, which is a prestigious organization, German winemakers of the best Rieslings they make in Germany. They have to make a certain quality. <laughs> uh, and, they, they, and they determine who, who fits that quality, who doesn't. So this, we're drinking Thomas Jefferson's favorite wine for 250 years ago. And, and they're still making it today. I love that. It was really, really good. It was really special for like a spring day right. like today. I said 250. I meant 230 years ago. But you guys can do the math. <laughs> no, it we're was a hold long time it. ago. And, <laughs> and, we're and, we're the, holding produ- you and the producers are still making the wine. It That's was, the most important. It was amazing. Right. So, yeah. Thank you for being my guest today. Yep. If you have any questions or want to know more information, you know how to reach me. You can go to That's my Instagram. <laughs> and my advice by alicia or you can also at my personal at the underscore alicia e and mr e love you thank you Y'all, nothing beats a healthier ride than a 45-minute spin class at Cycle Bar with you. Y'all know I've been on a journey of health and wellness. My doctor recommended that I do cardio to improve my blood pressure. It's been high and I have hypertension and nothing has worked better than the Cycle Bar West U class. I'm telling you, Cycle Bar has the smart bikes. They will calculate your distance and your calories. The music's great. The vibe is great. The lighting is amazing. And the trainers really want to make you have that amazing experience. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. But if you wanted to, you can ask for your favorite workout songs. They want this to be about you. They want you to have the best experience possible. And by the way, I am letting you know now that they have a new rider three pack for only $49. Amazing. You'll find them at 3233 Southwest Freeway. Or you can also reach out to them at 713-677-0477. And their email is westu at cyclebar.com. Ask for Guillermo. He's going to take care of you. If you don't do anything else for the rest of the day and you do the cycle bar with you class, I'm telling you, you're going to walk out and you're going to feel like a badass.